three, two, one, I relaunch the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co-founder of I relaunch and your host for today. Today, we welcome Aaron Gibson Allen, attorney at Marcus and Shapira and relauncher extraordinaire as our guest. I should say that Erin and I have known each other a long time since she was much earlier in her relaunch and it's just been amazing to watch her progress and I can't wait to talk about this with with her. Uh, My conversation with Erin is part of our series within a series called Life After Relaunch when we talk to relaunchers who've been back at work for a number of years now about what life is like and their thoughts retrospectively as they've looked back on their years since they relaunched their careers. And in Erin's case, she's been back for about six years. So hello, Erin. Welcome to 321i Relaunch. Hi, Carol. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be with you. Great. And I'm realizing I also want to mention that in fall 2013, you were the originator of a program called Back to the Bar, which is sponsored by the Allegheny Bar Association and focused on lawyers who were in the greater Pittsburgh area um, to uh give them strategies and advice for relaunching. And I remember speaking at the inaugural event. So you've been attached to this uh, concept of relaunching, not only living it, but working on a program for other people to to help enable them to relaunch. That's right, Carol. Um, Obviously the relaunch process has been a big part of my professional life. And I think that's back when you and I met and I've enjoyed relaunching my own professional career, but then also seeing what I can do to help uh, other professionals in a similar situation as mine. Right. And you have done some very, very creative things in your own relaunch that I want to make sure that we highlight when we're talking. But before we dive into your relaunch itself and and how far you've come since, since you first went back to work, can you give our audience a little bit of background about your career path until you took the career break. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, I live in Pittsburgh, and I went to law school locally at the University of Pittsburgh. And during and after law school, I worked at a private firm in downtown Pittsburgh, and I specialized in healthcare law. Um, Specifically, I did Medicare compliance and some antitrust work. I I really enjoyed uh, the work that I did at my firm. I really enjoyed being a lawyer and my coworkers. Um, But I decided to take a career break um, in 1998 when my first son was born. Um, And then my second son was born about two years after that. Uh, When I took my career break, the Internet was in its infancy. So my career was um, time consuming and it was difficult to manage with a young family. And working from home wasn't really anything anybody was doing at that point. So it wasn't necessarily an orchestrated decision, um, but just given the demands on my time and my career, I took a break, which ended up lasting about 10 years. Um, And when I worked, what I found that I really enjoyed as a lawyer, one of the things I really enjoyed was writing. So after I kind of got my feet on the ground with my young boys at home, I looked for opportunities to work part-time from home. I did not work in the legal profession, but I found a local magazine. And eventually, um, Pittsburgh's AP newspaper, where I was able to do some freelance writing and work in the industry, which I really enjoyed. 
Um, and I was able to do that part-time from home and still manage my boys. Um, I think my, my decision to look at returning to the practice of law happened as my boys got older and their middle school, late middle school years, they, um, they uh, started playing baseball and baseball games can go long. And we would sit in the bleachers and talk to, I would talk to some of the other moms and there were two other moms in the, in the stands who had relaunched their careers. One was an engineer and one had taken courses as a um, paralegal and they both seemed pretty happy in their relaunch. So at that time I thought, Hey, you know, I was really happy back at my private firm. I wonder what it would look like for me to pursue a relaunch opportunity. So that's basically this, my professional career leading me up to that, that moment where I decided to look into going back to the practice of law. And you ended up with a very unique opportunity with a judge um, in, in Pittsburgh. And I want to know if you can talk about what that opportunity was and how you made that happen. That was a wonderful opportunity. And uh, again, like my break, it wasn't necessarily something I thought and decided, hey, I'm going to go try to find a judge and, and clerk for her. The name, the, the really the key component of the success for my relaunching career, um, Pittsburgh is a mid-sized city, so there's pluses and minuses to that. There weren't really any um, formal relaunch programs or, or really anyone else I had known who had done this in the practice of law. So in that way, I kind of had to make things up as I went. And that was sort of overwhelming to me. But the, the positive side of relaunching in a mid-sized city like Pittsburgh is that it's a pretty small legal community. I went to law school here. I knew a lot of people. So right out of the gate, I just started networking. And, and frankly, I had a lot of fun with that. I have a lot of, I know a lot of lawyers in town. I have a lot of classmates, people, former co co-workers and colleagues, people I used to work with. And I would email them and say, hey, um, if you have a minute, I'd like to meet you at your convenience, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink, whatever works for you. I kind of talk about my experience and what I'm thinking and what I'm looking for, just have an informational conversation. And I, I did that dozens and dozens of times, really enjoyed it, met a lot of people. And what would often happen would be that the person I was networking with would say, hey, here's someone else you should meet. I think you might have an interesting conversation with this person or that person. And I would, of course, say, wonderful. Thank you for that opportunity. And I would follow up with that person. Um, I also volunteered and got involved with our local bar association. Um, and I think through my networking and the bar association, someone had suggested that I meet um, Judge Lisa Lenahan, who at the time was the chief magistrate judge for the Western District of Pennsylvania, which is a fancy way of just saying she was a federal judge. And so I reached out to her and said, hey, could we could I buy you lunch? And uh, she said, sure. And I don't she was wonderful. I don't know if she thought I was crazy or, or what, but we talked <laughs> about what I had done and what I was thinking. And we had a long time, a long lunch. She asked a lot of questions about me and what I wanted to do. And at the end of the lunch, she said, well, you know what? I don't, I'm not hiring. I have all, all the clerks that I need, but if you'd like to come work in my chambers until you find a job, um, that's an opportunity for you. She gave me a wonderful offer. And so I said, of course, I will, I would love to do that. I will take you up on that. So 
I think that was in the summer of 2013 and um, we're 12. I'm not sure, but at, at any rate, she um, it was the summer of 2012. She, um, she, I said, can I start with you when my boys go back to school in the fall? And she said, sure, absolutely. And we'll work it on your time schedule. And so as soon as wow. the boys went back to school that fall, I started going downtown, or, you know, and working in her chambers. It was a wonderful opportunity. So hold on a second. So did you just approach her cold or or did someone recommend, was that like a personal handoff from someone else? That was a personal handoff from somebody else. Okay. And then were you essentially volunteering in her office? Correct. And you showed up and there was started to be work to do or just extra stuff around. And they said, why don't you do this? And then it morphed into something else. And then you had more and more to do. Or is, is that kind of what happened when, when you showed up? Yeah. So, so all federal judges have uh, on average, I believe, two full-time clerks. So if a judge has a, a case before her, um, she may need research to find out the law in this area. She will need to read the briefs and the motions from both sides. Um, and, and that's not her job to get down into the research. Her job is to give the briefs to the clerks and the clerks will read them and do the research, and find everything and pull everything together and then sit down and give the judge the information and they'll, they'll talk about the case. And then of course, it's the judge's decision to, to digest the law as research and summarized and presented to her by her clerks and then make a decision. So the judge already had, um, as, as most judges do, two full-time clerks in her chambers, but she brought me in and said, hey, here's Aaron, and Aaron's going to work with us and uh, let her know what you need. So if there was someone said, hey, we need more research in this area of the law or that area of the law, they would give us this assignment. Or here's this massive file submitted by counsel representing this corporation. Can you organize it for me and summarize what's in it and then find the law and we'll talk about it and we'll do that next week. And I would say, great. Um, one of the great things about working in a judge's chambers is they have access to online legal researching and it gave me a lot of time to get my research and writing skills back up to speed. Wow. That's great. The other wonderful component about clerking for Judge Linehan is that she really, um, she takes mentoring people in her, in her courtroom seriously. She'll often take a law student into her clerk, into her courtroom, and she will, um, she exposed me to mediations, hearings, trials, everything she could. She took me to and introduced me. So I was both able to get wonderful experience in the Pittsburgh legal community, but then also it helped me network. And the other thing it helped me do while I was clerking for the judge, I was continuing to network with other lawyers and other um, people in town to keep my job search going. And she would always check in with me. How's the job search going? Where are you looking? What's up? How are things going? So it, it helped me not only get experience and hit the ground running, but it also gave me a place to be downtown and get myself more integrated into the legal community. So it truly was a wonderful opportunity. And Carol, one of the interesting moments that I remember working in Judge Linehan's chambers is that 
as I've described to you, this experience came about sort of organically. The judge had never taken anybody like me in before, and I had never done anything like this before. But we kind of partnered and we kind of said, well, we'll figure this out as we go and I'll do the work and we'll talk and we'll see how it goes. And I remember one day I was in her chambers working and I think it was the same day your article in the Harvard Business Review was published. Oh, I think it's called. Yes, it was around that time. Yeah. Yes, the 40 mm -hmm. year old intern came out and I read the article and I either printed it or emailed it to my judge and said, you won't believe this. Take a look at this. And we both sort of said, huh. You know, that's that returnship, that concept of a returnship. That's what we're doing. It, it has a name to yeah. it. You know, that's and that, right. yeah, that was a big light bulb moment for both of us. And it was a really interesting moment. And I think that may have been, if I hadn't already reached out to you, I think that was when um, I kind of took my skills as a journalist and said, hey, I'm going to call this Carol Fishman Cohen and talk to her a little <laughs> bit about this process. But, yeah, yeah. That was sort of good timing. Yeah, and I remember hearing your experience and what you and the judge had created together and thinking this is the perfect illustration of a returning professional internship concept uh, set up in a place where there is no formal program. This is what it actually looks like when it's a special arrangement and it can happen. So it was very exciting for me too. Um, Aaron, one thing I'm noting when I hear you talk about this and your outreach to lots of different people and having all these different conversations or informational interviews is you said it was fun. You, you know, the, your outlook and your approach to the whole relaunch process where some people might get really nervous and worried about informational interviews and feel stressed. And it was it, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure involved. It felt it feels to me like you approach this in a very in, like uh, enjoyable, fun, upbeat way. And I'm guessing that probably showed also when you were having these conversations. Yeah, I, I think that's right, Carol. I don't want to downplay that there weren't moments of frustration and stress and discouragement because there certainly were those moments. Um, but absolutely, in hindsight, I've I've heard you speak as I've been to your relaunch conferences. I've heard you speak. And and the one bit of advice that I always find myself nodding my head to are when you tell people you're not going to find a job on your on your computer, you need to get out there yes. and network. And I couldn't agree with that more. And I, I sort of had a simple routine where I would try to identify someone, I would email them, I would get them on my calendar, and I would go meet with them. And yeah, it was a lot of fun getting out there and talking to people. And I, I tried not to, and I think I've heard you give this advice as well, I try not to say, well, I'm networking so that I can ask this person for a job, because I just don't, I don't think it happens that way. I'm just the wonderful thing about all the networking I did, which was a kind of a, 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 a surprise for me, was everyone I talked to also had their own stories to share about times in their career where they were challenged, where they had to care for an elder parent, or they had to step back, or they faced an illness. And they were they understood where I was coming from. And more often than not, I learned just as much from hearing their story as they did from mine. And it was really enjoyable opportunity. And if, if it ended there, then that was fine. It was a really great lunch or dinner. But if not, then they would often say, hey, I have somebody else you should talk to. And, and that would be some advice I would offer to people who are relaunching is that, yes, of course, you'll have moments where you're discouraged and frustrated and the path forward is not clear by the very nature of relaunching. 
your path is unclear, but you have to sort of embrace that, that it's, it's an unclear path, but then you should also enjoy it and take the, take the time to appreciate all the wonderful people that you're meeting along the way and take a minute to listen to their stories and have faith that that process will unfold as it's meant to unfold. Right. I'm so glad you're saying this. It sort of underscores this concept that, you know, when you go public with your job search, which as, as you're noting, you, you know, you have to um, get out of the house and, um, and have those in-person experiences, you will have a lot of conversations that don't go anywhere. And there'll be then a Absolutely. subset of those conversations that will um, move you forward in some way. So I'm, I'm really glad you touched on that. You are listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after a career break. This is Carol Fishman Cohen, your host, and we are speaking with Aaron Gibson Allen, an attorney at Marcus and Shapira, and as I say, relauncher extraordinaire. And I want to now get into, Aaron, the um, portion of your working life post relaunch. So I'm wondering if you uh, can talk about what your progression, your career progression has been like since you returned to work after you finished that volunteer role with the judge. Um, I worked very briefly at a large firm downtown. Um, I threw my work trying to, or creating the back to the bar program, which you mentioned at the beginning. Um, One of the larger firms in town heard about my work and out of the blue one day called me at home and said, we'd like to interview you for a position we have at our firm. Um, It was a strike of lightning. It was very exciting. And of course I grabbed that opportunity and went through several rounds of interviews and was ultimately offered a job. It was a wonderful opportunity. Um, and, And I started working there. They were a larger firm and they were able to give me training in my department. So they weren't necessarily disappointed by any lack of experience because we're a big firm and we have a department that requires anyone who starts here to be trained. So we will train you. Um, I got wonderful training there. I was very happy with the people that I worked with. About three months in, however, I got a call from another firm that I had networked. So after a long drought, then all of a sudden I was popular and I, I got uh, another um opportunity to interview with a firm that I'm at, Marcus and Shapira. And it was a difficult decision to, to leave the big firm or to go to the firm that I'm at. Um, but ultimately, I decided to go with a smaller firm because I felt like at a smaller firm, I might have more opportunity to take on a larger role in bigger projects more quickly. So I left the, the larger firm and started at my current firm, Marcus and Shapira. Um, And I was able to draw on some of the experience that I had in my first job, which involved healthcare and antitrust law, and then also bring in some of the litigation experience that I had working with my federal judge um, and get involved in in various projects there. Um, I've been very happy there. And I I think it's, I'm very glad as I look back, I'm very glad that I started the relaunch process um, and that I'm here. It's been a wonderful experience. The one thing that I will say is that um, the judge was very flexible with my schedule when I started back. She would let me leave in time to go home to see my get my kids off the bus. And uh, the big firm that I was at, likewise, was worked with my schedule so that I worked reduced hours over the summer and then more hours in the fall. And the firm that I was at, then also we had a discussion as I started 
lawyers um, built by the hour. And we started and I started at a reduced hour commitment at my current firm. And the one thing that I've noticed as I'm now entering my sixth year at this firm is that if I look back at my hours over the past five years, and um, as as one would expect to have happened, my boys have also gotten older five years over the past five years, and they've gotten more independent. And therefore, over the past five years, the hours that I put in at my firm have grown. And I've really gone from... Um, I hesitate to say part-time schedule because I was still working a relatively full workload, but um, I've gone from a reduced hour attorney to to really a full uh, full-time attorney at the firm over the past five years because it's become easier and easier as time passes to integrate it into my life. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really important point that sometimes when we feel uh, just worried schedule-wise how it's all going to work out it's helpful to think about how your schedule can evolve over time. And, and you, you're illustrating that. Um, can you talk about, um, Aaron, from this vantage point now where you are, um, you've been at this firm, you, you've been relaunched and um, back for about six years. Can you um, talk about, are there any points at which that sort of stand out for you as milestones. Like, oh, I remember in year two, all of a sudden I really felt like I got my sea legs and I was functioning more like someone who had been a bit, never taken a career break. Did you ever have a moment like that or some other milestone moments where you, where you think, wow, the, you know, that was a really important turning point. I, I, honestly, as I sit here, I can't remember a moment in time where I felt like, well, that you, Wow, I've really, I've really returned. I really think it's like a very, very gradual process where you get used to the temperature of the water as the farther you step in. And I really feel if I had to, if I had to think of it as a metaphor, it would be like getting into getting into a, a pool where I started in the shallow and the more shallow water with the judge part time, and then, and then as I got used to it, kind of stepped in slowly. And frankly, it's even hard for me now to remember as I look back, what it was like six, seven years ago when I started these conversations, um, what, what it was like, um, it's just something I've become used to so slowly over time. So I can't really say there's been, there's been a moment. I mean, what I do enjoy now is that I have the opportunity occasionally where someone who was, who is looking to relaunch finds me however people get found through referrals or the internet and they call me and they're in the middle of the interviewing stage or they're in the middle of some stage that I was in. And I say, Oh yeah, I remember that. And, and, and it's in those conversations where I can give people advice and say, here's what I can tell you based on where I am now. And, and usually the advice is along the lines of people should have more confidence than they do you are more more capable of the professional side of this than you think you are so have confidence of course of course a, a professional a good professional always strikes a balance i think between confidence and humility right N- nobody wants someone who's overconfident to the point that they're arrogant but then conversely nobody wants someone who's so humble that they're meek and timid. So it's always, a, it's always a balance that you're striking all the time. Even now it's the same balance of, of, of where's, where should you be confident and where should you have humility as you approach a situation? And so I think relaunchers, as I look back, 
they're probably slightly more balanced towards the humility and need a little um, a little boost in confidence. So when I when I talk to those people and I, I tell them, hey, look, you can do this. This has been done not only in myself, but I have I have a handful of friends and colleagues in the city who have taken time off and relaunched. And I know from their stories, it's more than possible. So maybe in those moments are the moments where I where I get a sense of the distance that I've traveled. Um, but really, I, I, you know, other than that, I don't really think there's there's been any great moments where I felt like, hey, I've arrived. In, in fact, it's more of a series of you never really arrive mm-hmm. in your profession, mm-hmm. you know, and it's always like, well, OK, I did that. And now what's next and how do I solve the next problem that's in front of me? And more it's 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 developing comfort level with the skill set that you build over time that that. I have this skill set and I solve problems. What's the next challenge in front of right. me? That's more the mindset that I take. And, you know, one relauncher described it as, you know, when you're becoming friends with someone and then all of a sudden you're best friends, but you can't exactly pinpoint the moment that you became best, best friend. It kind of just happened over time. She described that, uh, you know, being back after a number of years um, with, with that uh, kind of analogy. I thought it was interesting. Um, so what about on the personal side? Like you mentioned your two boys and now they're each you know, five years older than, than where, when you started at Marcus and Shapira. And do you remember, uh, any, like at the beginning when you were transitioning on the personal side, what, were there any hiccups at home? And now it's just, it's just kind of, this is what you do. And this is what the family routine is. Um, and do you think they remember anything or do you think they're just more focused on what it's been like for the last two or three years? And it's now a distant memory when you actually did the initial relaunch? That's a good question, Carol. And I wasn't sure of the answer to that. So before you and I got on, I just, I have a freshman in college now, the freshman at Bucknelly's home for the summer. And I, I just pointed him and asked him these questions. I kind of, again, put on my journalism hat and I asked him, Hey, what was it like when I relaunched, when I went back to work for the judge? Were you nervous? What did you think about all that? Um, it, he, he seemed to, um, be very at peace with it all. he, he uh, he has a good sense of humor, and he said, "Hey, mom, I was hoping the family would have more money, you know." <laughs> right. And and he, you know, he he said, "I I think he was he it, he was proud of of me for doing that." And like I said, I think it was um it was something we eased into. So I did it part time, and I was I tried my best to to have minimal disruption to him and his life by being home as much as I could, and then. As the years progressed, I worked more. So I, I think it was I, I think it was a pretty seamless transition. As a mom, I've tried to raise I've tried to not be a helicopter parent as, as we hear so many of my generation can be and let them be as independent as they can and have frank conversations with them about school and jobs and responsibilities. And they both now have part-time jobs. So when they come home from school, my younger son is a firefighter, a volunteer firefighter, and he has a part-time job in addition to that. So I, I try to we have conversations about taking care of your responsibilities at school and what are you doing after school and what is what is your life like? So everyone, all four of us now, um, my husband's also an attorney. We met in law school. So we commute downtown together and we come home together. And it, it, it sort of has worked for the whole for the whole family where we're always in communication about what everyone is up to and where we all are. But 
um, it, it seems to have worked over time. And, and I don't think, I, I know, I would say this to relaunchers, at the time that I did that, I was very nervous and very scared to give up the balance that we had in, in our lives. It was, it was a big concern to me. Um, but like the other advice I would say is that it unfolds very slowly. The process unfolds one day at a time. And so I would tell relaunchers not to get too focused on the big issues, not take yourself too seriously, take it a day at a time and the process will unfold as it's meant to unfold. And you'll find that balance that's appropriate for you and your family. And it, it it's just something that you can't solve that problem in one day. So I wouldn't stress too much about it or dwell about it, but have open conversations with your kids and your husband, your family about it and about the process and, and what it means to everybody. And just have faith that the process will unfold as it's meant to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super helpful. I'm glad you were able to have that conversation in real time, right, right before um, speaking with us today with that conversation with your son, super helpful to get his perspective. Um, so Aaron, we're, we're running out of time now. And I want to close by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, which is what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Um, I think that my key advice is the networking. I agree with what you say to get out from behind your laptop and meet people. One of the best ways that helped me do that was through what I call skills-based volunteering. So in, in addition to working for the judge and working to support the bar associations back to the bar program, I also volunteered with our Pittsburgh symphony and they had a junior board. And before, um, too long. I was chairing a committee for the symphony and networking and meeting people in that context. And that was a wonderful experience for me to meet people who are not lawyers, people in different professions, but people who cared about our symphony and our orchestra. And I got to go to board meetings and watch the president and CEO as a woman who is my age. And I got to be friends with her and meet her and watch her run large meetings and meet other professionals in the city. Since then, I've also begun volunteering for the um, Women's Center and Shelter of Greater Pittsburgh, which helps victims of intimate partner violence. I'm now on the board of that organization. And again, I've met women who are um, not lawyers in different professions. And they're they're two charities that I care deeply about, but I was able to do those things parallel to my relaunching career. So they were things that I did as I was trying to relaunch and helped me network and build um, both skills as far as running a meeting and talking to people and being a professional, but then also build my professional network. And those are things that have been important to my ongoing professional life. So I've kept both of those organizations a big part of my life. And it's helped me keep my network going as I practice law and as I build my career. And as I said, as as I try to figure out what's next in my life, I have always found that having a foot in um, in a volunteer context that allows you to function as a professional in a nonprofit that you care about has been really helpful. So as your relaunchers think, yes, I want to meet with people who are in my industry. I want to meet with colleagues and classmates. Another thing they might want to keep in mind are, what are the nonprofits? And, and both of the nonprofits I'm involved with are downtown. So I would I was in the area where people were working and where things were happening. So what other what other nonprofits exist that, that you care about? Is there an opportunity to get involved 
and network that way. Because for me, that sort of skills-based volunteering was a really crucial component of getting myself integrated in the professional community. That is excellent advice. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And Erin, so much of what you said today is going to be extremely helpful for our relauncher audience, both as they approach and, and, and figure out strategies for returning. And then that perspective on once you've already been back, what is, what is it like being back for a number of years? So thank you so much for joining us today. Carol, it was my pleasure. And I'm telling you, your wisdom will be valued highly by relaunchers in all stages. So thanks again. You have been listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after a career break. This is Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co-founder of I Relaunch and your host. For more information about iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for joining us. 